Our Old Testament reading from the book of Genesis includes an iconic conversation between Abram and God, where God says to Abram, look toward heaven and count the stars if you're able to count them. God tells Abram that his descendants will be as many as the stars in the sky. As the passage continues, however, it takes an unusual turn. Abram presents animals to God. He sacrifices some, spares others. There's a terrifying darkness followed by a trance that includes a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch. It might be hard to make sense of what's happening here, but this story is foundational in our tradition. God is establishing a covenant with Abram, which we refer to as the Abrahamic covenant. This isn't the only covenant that's mentioned in scripture. There's several. Earlier in Genesis, God makes a covenant with Noah. This is the story of Noah's ark and the rainbow. God makes a covenant with Moses, affirming that God will care for the people of Israel. God makes a covenant with David, mentioned in 2 Samuel and the book of Psalms. And then we believe that God establishes a new covenant through Jesus. Each of these covenants are about God saying that we can depend upon God. Our relationship with God is a relationship that we can trust. As the parents of two young boys, Alec is three and a half, Hoke is four months old, Tate and I spend a lot of time contemplating how we can try to be good parents. There's no shortage of opinions on that matter. There's also no instruction manual. In her wholehearted parenting manifesto, Brene Brown outlines a set of values that she believes parents should aspire to share with their children. These values include making sure children know that they are loved and lovable, worthy of love, belonging, and joy. Teaching children to practice courage by showing up and being vulnerable. To offer compassion to themselves and others. To live with accountability, respect, joy, and gratitude. And to ensure they know that they always belong. According to Dr. Brown, these values not only help children learn to accept themselves, but also encourage them to dare greatly. Children who trust that they are unconditionally loved by their parents are able to explore stepping outside of their comfort zones without fearing that if they mess up, they'll lose the love of their parents. In a similar vein, I believe that when we trust our relationship with God, when we trust that no matter what, even when we mess up, our relationship with God still stands on a firm foundation, we discover a freedom to venture outside of our comfort zones, which is necessary for us to tap into our true selves. God's dream for us is to live in this world as the truest version of ourselves. 
The Jesus in America study, recently commissioned by the Episcopal Church, conducted by the polling firm Ipsos, points out that although Jesus' teachings remain popular today, Christians are often perceived as failing to live up to these teachings. Our world is saturated with religion that portrays God as a God who is only pleased with those who live in a certain way. The underpinning of this religion is that if we anger God, God will withhold God's love from us. This type of religion doles out judgment based on sexuality, race, gender, marital status, political party, as well as decisions people have made about their bodies, struggles they've had with addiction, mental illness, condemning them as unsaved, unworthy, and destined for hell. When religion is used as a weapon, it not only injures those whom it targets, but it harms the soul of our world. I believe with my whole heart that if God lovingly breathed life into each of us, then each and every one of us is an image of God. That includes our race, our religion, our sexuality, our interests, our eccentricities. There is nothing that we can do to earn or lose God's love. God loves us because God loves us. Time and again throughout Scripture, God reminds us that we are beloved. Time and again throughout Scripture, God reminds us that God's love is not tenuous. Our relationship with God is a relationship that we can trust. Some people argue that religion based upon this view of God is too inclusive or lenient, does not communicate any standards. I don't think that's the case. We have a responsibility to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves, because these are the great commandments that Jesus taught. We prioritize love, justice, forgiveness, peace, inclusion, and mercy, because Jesus prioritized these values in his life, believing them to be the values of God. We lift up examples of these values in our service this morning. As part of our opening salutation during Lent, we say together that God's mercy endures forever. The collect for today, that's the opening prayer, acknowledge that God is always merciful. In this morning's gospel, the Pharisees tell Jesus that Herod wants to kill him. Jesus instructs them to go and tell that fox, Herod, that's Jesus' nickname for Herod, evidently, that he intends to keep living out God's values and sticking to his course, even though it will lead to his death. Jesus refused to be intimidated. Empowered by a foundational trust, in his relationship with God, Jesus would not live as anything other than the truest version of himself. As followers of Jesus, we seek to emulate him, both the values that he shared with others 
and his commitment to walking through life as his true self, even when his true self was challenged. God dreams for each of us to live in this world as our true selves, which we discover by stepping outside of our comfort zones and daring greatly. Our true selves are grounded in the belief that we are unconditionally loved and accepted by God and that there is nothing we can do to sever that love. Beginning with the earliest stories in our tradition, God has communicated to us that we can trust God. Our relationship with God is a relationship that we can depend upon. In the name of God, amen.